0: Episode 16 for Week 17. Dave, there's our compromise from last week of the NFL season. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast with David Santola. My name is Chase Medorski. Last show of 2022. It is New Year's Eve here across the world. And uh, it's actually a very nice day in New York. It's a little bit rainy, but the temperature is warm. Um, and I don't know if I told you guys this, but uh, thank God for that because my apartment flooded Monday uh, because the pipe froze and burst. And that sucked. So I'm glad it's 50 degrees and not five degrees again.
2: That's brutal. I didn't know that. Yeah. Bryce
0: Bryce, who's sitting next to me right now. Decided to pull a chase and go to Los Angeles to escape the cold. Uh, You know, I made four years of it. And uh, the pipe burst in his room. Go figure. So I literally, from the hours of 3.30 till about 6 in the morning, uh, was cleaning up the mess in his room and our apartment. Uh, But the positive notes are, Um, I'm now very close with the fire department around the corner. Um, That's probably something good to have in the back pocket. Um, I now know every guy in the bodega below us by first name. And I know what my name looks like in Arabic.
2: So Why the um, Arabic? I didn't didn't follow that last one.
0: The guy, because the water, so the bodega is like directly below us. And they were the ones who actually called 911 first. I was asleep while this was all happening because they were getting the water going down below. So the owner was like, put your name in my contacts I was like yeah of course and then I went to put him in and it was Arabic I'm like I, I what do you want me to do here
2: <laughs> does it look sweet in Arabic does it look like badass or is it I, a think, it's, it's I think it's
0: a, I think it's a one symbol type of name
2: a one symbol that means you were like an ancient Arabic yeah. figure you were like in Muhammad's army nice. I'm like I'm like the Madonna of the Arabics apparently Prince, thank Prince. Prince. The I'm going to
0: think of one-name male. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, last week, I went 1-4. Um,
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh. We're regressing,
2: Chase. Come on.
0: The Giants one and Vikings four. Giants and Vikings went. Oh, what was the final score of the Giants-Viking team? Did that go under? It was 27-24, right?
2: Um, was that game tied when they kicked the... A- the yeah, single, Jays, Jay's indicating over.
0: Okay, whatever. It did not go under 47.5. Browns minus two and a half versus the Saints. Andy Dalton was better than Deshaun. I have no other analysis. Uh Bengals minus three versus the Patriots, despite everything that the Bengals thought they could do in the second half to blow it. They did not. They held on. That was my one win. Eagles plus five and a half versus the Cowboys. They almost covered. Um yeah. And uh, the big L of the week was Lions minus two and a half versus the Panthers. Uh, Did not think the Panthers were going to run for 250 yards by the half. Um, Shout out to the Lions for absolutely squandering their chances of going to the playoffs after this good second half turnaround.
2: Not squandered. That's not right, but hurt for sure. Um, I was two and three. Uh, Many of you may recall that I bet the weather. um, In my defense, The weather kind of, kind of fucked me on this first game. Um, I had jets minus two and a half and, uh, the rain came about an hour and a half later than it was supposed to. And during that time, um, the Jags scored like two touchdowns. So that was pretty brutal. Um, also Wilson sucks. So that, that hurt. Uh, I lost that one. Um, I had the bears to cover because it was supposed to snow a lot. And I was thinking they'd, they'd run the ball really well. Uh, they didn't. So that was also a loss. um, The under in the Saints-Browns game hit. That number was 32 and a half. Everybody called me crazy, uh, but I was dead on. Uh, The the final number was 27. Um, I had Tennessee minus three and a half. I can't believe that Houston won that game. I don't have an explanation. Um, And then I had the under in the uh, Raiders-Steelers game, and that was way, way under. So I looked smart for that. So two and three, um, still not a pretty record on the entire year, but uh, two and three certainly an improvement from a lot of the other weeks. So uh, I'll take it.
0: Our second return guest in as many weeks. Um, This week, he is here. And I would imagine there will be some good smack talk between him and Dave. They are competing in the fantasy championship. Uh, My team bowed out with a whimper. Certainly not a bang. Shit happens. Zonovan Knight, um, go fuck yourself. Um, So I'm sure they will be talking some shit. His Packers won again. They have a shot at the playoffs now. Um, and he spent Christmas Eve at my home, so lots to unpack there. Uh, Jay, welcome back to the podcast.
1: It's such a pleasure, fellas. Um, there's nothing I look forward to more each week than laughing at how bad your analysis is. Like right after the games, I, I hold off so that I can really just – it's more of a comedy podcast than a gambling one. Um, a, so I a appreciate a, it.
0: You live a remarkably terrible life then if this is what you have to look forward to every week. Does the Midwest just have a <laughs> to, <stop laughs> to offer you?
1: Well put. Um, There's a little bit of sun today in the great city of Chicago, but for most of the winter, it is quite gray. So um, it's like London, except
0: go to a Bulls game. Andre Drummond shooting threes nowadays. It's fucking hilarious.
1: I did. I went to a Bulls game recently. They dropped like 150 on a Lucas Mavericks team. I too went
0: to a Bulls game recently, and uh, the Knicks missed the last four free throws to lose the game. So I feel that.
1: That's the Knicks.
0: All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, five football picks. I haven't picked a college game in a while. I got two this week. Um, but none of them are being played today. Sorry, in advance. That's pretty um, lame.
2: We got, yeah, we got the well, college football playoff. The whole reason we're recording this is today is so we can pick the biggest college football game of the season so <laughs> Even far. Even I'm picking college. Dave? I don't pick college. Dave, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pick the January 3rd games. Like, I'm going to pick the the Mowers Bowl. Dave, I'm going to shoot
0: yo. my I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. I'm actually going to just say these two picks at once. Pick one and pick two. Do it. I'm back in the pack. It goes against every bone in my body, every neuron in my brain, every fucking artery in my heart. I'm going Utah minus two and a half versus Penn State and USC minus two versus Tulane. Um, the Utah minus two and a half versus Penn State. That is in the Rose Bowl. Utah, I think, has proven – despite the Pac-12's bad Mojo Jojo, that they can get up for a big game. They lost an all-time class against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year, I believe, in double or triple overtime, 45-44. Uh, Cam Rising in this senior class wants to go out with a win. And and to be honest with you, Penn State is just one of those teams. They played two good teams on their schedule this year, Ohio State and Michigan. They didn't look good against either. Um, I think Utah's ready to play. I think that fan base is going to travel. So I like Utah in the Rose Bowl. And then USC minus two versus Tulane tulane lanes been fun this year, and USC's defense sucks. But uh, this seems like a bit of an overreaction to the Pac-12 title game. Um, USC's offense has still been one of the best in the country. They did not have a ton of opt-outs, um, and I and I think Caleb Williams, he's already won the Heisman, but I think he goes out in the Cotton Bowl, Jerry World, and you know just puts an exclamation point on what's been, you know, an incredible season for him in the USC program in year one under Lincoln Riley.
2: Um. All right, let me break these down. First, I agree with your USC take. Um, I was a little bit worried. I think this spread is is reflecting a little bit of Williams' injury, re- reflecting him not at, at full speed. <laughs> um, I, I did some research this morning. That doesn't seem to be the case. He seems pretty juiced for this one. So I agree. This seems like a Darnold-esque explosion from a kid that's going to go first um, in, in next year's draft. So I, I like USC minus two. What I don't like is Utah. This Penn State team, you're right. They look bad against Michigan and Ohio State, but they look good against everybody else. And there's some good Big Ten teams that they played along the way. Well, not good, but okay. Um, they're really, really good against the spread this year, except for those two games. I think they've covered every other game except for Michigan State. Um, and they're getting points. So, I I mean, I, I like Penn State in that game. I'm not going to put either of these two on my slate. I went a little crazy. I picked like 11 games that I was going to bet on the show and that I remembered I could only pick five. So I'm going to leave these two off. Um, but I like your USC pick. I hate your Utah pick. Okay. That's okay with me.
1: Yeah. I, I thought that all of Chase's analysis sounded good. Um, when it we always get the play sounds back. good,
0: Jay. That's the fucking right. problem.
1: I know that's where I was going. I mean, the fact that I liked it scares me. I hate when I like anything that either of you say. Um, But in this case, I didn't like anything that David said. So maybe I'll uh, I'll just take these games off and, and stick with the five that I know that I'm allowed to pick because I've been on this program before and know the rules.
2: OK, I mean, that's, Chase that's pretends why. to be the Pac-12 expert, just like I pretend to be the ACC expert. I guarantee if you pulled our Pac-12 and ACC records. The percentages, the win percentages would start with 30 or less. Oh, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm pretty unabashful in the fact that I can't pick pack 12 games to save my life. I, I recognize yeah. that, but.
2: It's been bad this year. I, I've been not formally keeping track, but mentally it seems like you lose every one. And I lose every. I AFC only got, event.
0: I only got a year left to bet on these fucking 11 o'clock Eastern time starts. So I got to take advantage of it while I can.
2: Um. All right. My pick. Again, I took like 10 picks, so I don't exactly know who I'm going to take. That's kind of fun. So we'll we'll start it off. Um, I like Bama today, minus 7.5 against Kansas State. What bowl is this?
1: Is it that big of a spread?
2: Yeah. So it opened at 5.5, and and it it went way up. All the sharps are on Bama. Anderson's going to play. Bryce Young's gonna play. Uh, and I think that tells you everything you need to know about the way they're approaching this. They're gonna be all in. The game's in the Superdome. Um, so it's gonna be a Bama home crowd. I mean, Kansas yeah. State hasn't, they beat TCU in that in that really close championship game. Other than that, they haven't really beaten anybody. They have, you know, they played sort of a soft Big 12 schedule. Um, and Bama obviously did not play a soft schedule. They looked pretty good all year. You know, a fringe playoff team, I think they beat the brakes off a Kansas State team that's just inferior, Um, and it's never close the entire game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bama Bama lost twice. The LSU game was, I believe, in overtime, right? Because LSU went for two there at the end, and they lost to Tennessee by three. I think it was 45-42.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, they lost in that last second field goal.
0: So it's like, yes, Bama's looked bad, but, you know, the caveat there is you lost to two top 15 they or almost so
1: lost season. to Texas. I mean, that was yeah. bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, that crazy. was like five months ago.
0: But you needed one game this year to fuel the, oh, Texas is back narrative. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dave, that was a Pac-12 game I bet and hit, Dub against Texas. That was the easiest bet of the week.
2: Yeah, Texas is always easy to bet against.
0: Yeah, and Michael Penix. It's it's so fun to like make like, oh, your Penix is a wreck jokes when you're betting on <laughs> UW, which is like 50% of why I bet on them.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bagos and Locks, the most mature sports betting podcast you'll listen to all week.
0: As for this Bama-K-State game, um, I would I took Bama-Michigan-Georgia money line in a parlay today, um, just because I don't have a feel for the spread. But I, this does feel like the makings of a game where Bama could come out and kick the shit out of K-State. I think it's very different than in past years when Bama wasn't in the playoff and had nothing to play for. Like They have two top five picks who said, no, we're in for this game. We want to finish strong. Um, I like exactly. Bryce Young. It seems
2: for- like they're playing hard.
0: Will Anderson over two and a half sacks, Bryce Young over two and a half touchdowns. I don't know what those lines are, but those are the arbitrary chase lines of the day for this game.
1: All right, for my first pick, I'm turning straight to the playoff. You're turning straight? Ha-
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Um, I uh, These are the only college football games I've had on my five, uh, five a week. Uh, picks I've been following along with the pod just to make sure I do better than both of you. I have so far, not by a lot. Um, I like TCU Michigan under 58 and a half. Um, I think Michigan, uh, their offense is good, not great. I think it looks a lot better when they play really bad defenses like Ohio state. Um, And I candidly think TCU hasn't seen athleticism quite like Michigan has flying around on the other side of the football. Um, so I just see this game in the twenties, not the thirties. Um, and I don't know about the spread. I think it's a it's a pretty big number, but I thought the under seemed like kind of a smart safe play because people, the you know, great betting public will likely be on the over. And I wanna go the other way on that.
2: Jay, did you see what I just did? No. I just flipped the
1: coin. Because
2: that's that's the way this game is is gonna be. It's it's I see it as fifty fifty is it going to be played at Michigan's tempo or is it going to be played at TCU's tempo? If, if TCU controls the pace of this game, it's going to go over and they're going to cover. And if Michigan controls the pace, they will easily cover, I think. um, And your under should way, way hit. But I mean, TCU, like that's, that's a very real passing attack. They can put up a lot of points and if they start doing that, and if Michigan's forced to play like they played last game against Ohio state and, you know, throw the ball deep. And that's the way, TCU chooses to play them again by you know putting a lot of guys in the box trying to shut down their run game I think this game's going to go over I don't know exactly how it's going to play out it seems like equal odds either way so I'm I'm probably staying away I do think there's an interesting opportunity whichever way you're leaning to to parlay the under and and Michigan or the opposite um but I don't know that I'm taking any of those bets on a one-off
0: yeah but Dave he said candidly speaking so his analysis must be right.
2: I think that would make it wrong. He's, he's, or maybe it would make it right. I well,
1: don't know. But one thing that's uh, optimistic about that is you said it's a 50 50 chance coin flip. That's great for me because I'm under 50% on the year. So I'm already boosting the chances if it's really 50 here's, here's 50.
0: Here's the real Join the club. Here's, here's the real question. Which fan base gives you more pause, the um, super devout Christians of TCU or the scum of the earth Northeast Jews from Michigan?
1: Michigan has lots of other fans. There's a whole state there. That and they're all terrible. These people, <laughs>
2: I'll, t- I'll take the weird TCU Christian fans all day over the worst, fan, second worst fan base in the country. Shout <laughs> out Notre Dame.
1: They're talking Tampa too, quoting from uh, the New Testament. It's a, it's a strange group.
0: God, God, that's my favorite Testament. So if they're doing that, <laughs> that's fine. Um, all right. I already made my second pick. So you guys keep going and I'll chime
2: in. All right. Um, I'll go to the playoff also. I'm, Again, staying away from that Michigan game because I just don't know how it's going to play out. And I think the range of outcomes is really wide. Um, so I'm taking UGA minus six. Um, Ohio State looked so bad defensively um, and offensively, to be honest, a- a- against Michigan. Um, and UGA has been the best team all year in, in every facet of the game. I think they're going to run the ball. Um And I think if Ohio State plays them the same way they play Michigan, I think Stetson Bennett will put up a big stat line as well. So I I feel like this line should be a little bit bigger. Um, So I really like UGA. I mean, if this was like nine and a half, I don't think anybody would blink. It's weird to me that it's only six.
1: I have the same pick. Um, I think it's a rat line that you have to eat the cheese on. Like for whatever reason, Vegas is asking you to bet on Georgia. I don't know why they want you to because i don't i mean i watched the game a couple weeks ago it was atrocious i mean it was absolutely pathetic um and the only reason i don't like the under here is because i could see georgia winning this game 63 nothing like it's just not it's not close they're not close in terms of talent day is a bad in game coach he recruits well but he can't he can't coach a game to save his life i could see georgia winning this game by 20 or 30 um, And I'm just eating the cheese. So I, I don't, I don't really see how Ohio state covers the spread. I can't figure it out. Oh, I agree. So this is a rat line.
2: I this is also a Georgia home game. This is in Atlanta.
1: Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what is the deal soon. with
2: six? This should be, I, I didn't realize that this should be like 12 and a half. All righty.
0: So as somebody who has to deal with a uh, Buckeye fan base and their household constantly, uh, and parents who seem to forget UCLA football exists, which to be fair, after that bowl game performance yesterday, I don't blame them one bit, but you know, some support every now and then would be nice. Um, it's cool. Our basketball team's top 10 More basketball school. The only reason I think Ohio State has a puncher's chance in this game, everything you guys said is spot on, is because if they get embarrassed in this game, Ryan Day will lose the fan base forever. It will be similar to how I. Obviously not apples to apples, but how Zach Wilson will never be the starting quarterback of the Jets again because he lost the fan base and the locker room. But if day goes and now three games in a row, the Rose Bowl last year against Utah, I kind of count as an outlier because uh, both teams had opted out to it was whatever. And they won by one point against an inferior Utah team at the time. If they go out and get their asses kicked, that would mean the three biggest games of the year in a row, Michigan, Michigan, and Georgia you got outclassed and at Ohio state, whether it's fair or not, urban set the standard where the standard is, we should not only be competing for national championships, but we should be favored for those national championships. A uh, day at least has to put up a competitive showing or they're going to be calling for his job in Columbus, which again is a first world problem. Uh, Dave, I'm sure as a wake fan, you'll agree with this. Like Ohio state fans are bitching because they only won 11 games. Do you know what me and you would do fucking for a 10 win season ever?
2: No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with <laughs> Jay, though. I don't think it matters how big the stakes are. I don't think he's a very good coach, and he can try his best. He can he can worry about this game and be nervous all he wants. I don't I don't think that's enough to stop Jordan.
1: Also, yeah, no, he is I horrible. Think, I think Jordan Georgia- has a horrible secondary. He does. I, Georgia- I mean, his secondary couldn't cover. You know, the Livingston High School football receivers. I mean, they're hard. I think
2: there were some injuries in that Michigan game, and I I don't know if those guys are back or not. But I I think they looked really bad against Michigan because there were some true freshmen out there.
0: Again, I think Georgia is going to win for sure. I'm just giving the other side of the coin. Um, All right. I'm moving to the NFL. I I don't know why I think this over is going to hit, but I just feel good about it. Over 40 and a half in the Bucks Panthers game. Why not? That's going to be my analysis on this. (laughs) Why not? Brady, you have Brady playing for a playoff spot. They could clinch, so I think their offense steps up. The – I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Sam Darnold-led Panthers offense has actually looked pretty decent the past couple weeks. I think they'll keep the ball on the ground. I can see the Panthers scoring like 17, 18 points. I think the Bucs could contribute the rest. I don't know. This seems like it could be like a 21-20 game.
2: Yeah, I mean – the Bucks' offense has just been so weird. They look really bad for like eighty-five percent of the time. than they look like last year. So I I'm not betting any overs where they're involved, especially because I think they'll stop the run. Um, and that's I mean that's the whole reason that, that that the Panthers scored so many points last week is they ran for like three hundred yards. Um, so I I I don't I don't know that I like the under, but I definitely don't like the over.
1: Um. Yeah, I actually don't mind Chase's analysis. I think that i mean the panthers offense looked rock solid last week darnold seems at least to be managing the game and um brady you know if if, as soon as it hits the fourth quarter he starts throwing the ball like it's 2006 so um i don't know i mean i i could see it i mean 41 points is not a lot of points so
2: yeah no you're right it's a it's a low number um and I, I agree that he's looked good, you know, toward the end of the fourth quarter, but I'm not sure that's enough to, to be betting overs with the Bucks involved and with Sam Darnold involved. Um, but all right, I'll, I'll go to my next pick. Um, I, I got a theme for the NFL again this week, <clears throat> and the theme is bet on teams that need to win that are playing teams that don't give a shit. This seems like should be very obvious, um, but here we are. So – First one, I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles against the Saints. They're at home. It might be Minshew. It might be Hurts. Hurts practiced yesterday. Jay's shaking his head. He's got Hurts on fantasy TV. Doesn't think Hurts is not
1: playing. He's doubtful. He has the D D tag. Yeah,
2: yeah. They gave him the D tag, but he practiced yesterday, which makes me think he's on the up and. We'll see. Anyway, I don't care if it's Minshew or it's Hurts. If it's Hurts, this line's going to move three points, and I'm going to look like a genius for locking it in now. And if it's Minshew, it's already baked in. They're at home against the Saints. I mean, this is just – there's a talent mismatch here. There's a coaching mismatch here. Um, and the Eagles have way more to play for. They win this. They lock up that number one seed in that bye. So I think you hammer this one. And this, I haven't done one in a few weeks, is my lock smear of the week. I have two pieces of analysis
0: here. One, uh, 2006 Tom Brady had a 62% completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um, so if he throws like well, Jay that said is like it's 2006, so I just, you know, 2007, however, 50 touchdowns.
1: <laughs> right. That was the undefeated star. Dave, a undefeated.
0: piece of analysis you did not mention. Um, I didn't pick this, but uh, why the Eagles have even more to play for for the number one seed? They have the Saints' first-round pick. So if you win, you not only lock up the number one seed, you lock up a better draft pick.
2: And the Saints don't care. They don't have that pick either way.
0: Correct. And Andy Dalton, just, he's not doing it two weeks in a row. He's fucking Andy Dalton.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this line seems a little bit low.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good pick to me. Obviously, from my perspective, I hope that Gardner Minshew, God bless him, just <laughs> throws like six scores. You know, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Sorry, Chase. Um, really just light up the board, especially Dallas Goddard. Does Jack
0: um, have both of them and you're rooting for no, both? No,
1: he boards? only has A.J. Brown. But in any event, no, I I think that all sounds good to me. Um, let's go with it. Uh, my third pick is against. Well, it's it's in my interest, sort of, but against my personal interest. Um, and the line moved as we were on the show, which is the You're Vikings. Take the add, Vikings. Yeah, uh, all right. He, here's here's the thing. It, it doesn't make any sense. I love the Packers with all my heart and soul. They suck. Okay, they beat a concussed to a last week because in the second half he genuinely looked like he didn't know where he was and it turned out that he didn't um the Packers are awful Uh, they've they've won a bunch of games against bad teams recently the Vikings win this game they a knock out the Packers and b you know keep themselves in line for that second spot In the NFC and it's not in prime time. I thought they were gonna flex us into prime time, in which case I would have gone with the Packers, but of course they're playing at four. I mean, that's not good. I mean Kirk Cousins at four is very different than Kirk Cousins at eight. Um, and they're getting points. I mean, they're much better than the Packers, it's just the truth. Um, and I think they at least cover I had it at three and a half, it moved to three, but I think they are they probably will win the game. So I'm taking it anyway.
2: For for our listeners' benefit. Jay's a lifelong Packers fan and just bet against Divi- just bet on division rival Vikings against the Packers um, in a in a must-win playoff birth game for Green Bay right. and a game that means nothing to Minnesota. I this this is a fandom questioning pick. Like how do you live with yourself that you're going to put blood money down against your own team in such a big game.
1: Rodgers wins by one on a last second field goal. There we go. Uh, that here, that here, Here's that, what that this is. A...
2: It's like a reverse mush cover thing because we'll get to this. <laughs> but I have Jefferson and Kirk Cousins in the fantasy playoffs. So he has he has a lot of emotional and financial weight on the Packers out playing them today. He's hedging that a little bit. He won't admit it because he's a coward. But that's what just happened here, ladies and gentlemen. I solved the mystery.
1: <laughs> I have no Okay, whatever helps you sleep.
0: I have no analysis on this game, but I do want to say I'm watching SportsCenter and they just showed a Brady interview and he's looking like McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. And that's not something you that's not want to say about you. Yeah,
1: that's he not did good.
2: get really skinny. What's going on there?
0: Well, if he's
1: divorced.
0: Like, if he's like McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, Tom's got a lot of explaining to do.
2: Maybe that's what the divorce was centered around AIDS. Or he's taking the divorce
0: and really zagging in the other direction. All right, I'm gonna do another. I'm gonna do another looping of picks here, um, and we're gonna play some, cue some Frank Sinatra in the background, play some New York, New York. I'm going with both the Giants and the Jets to cover. Giants minus five and a half versus the Colts. Jets minus one and a half versus the Seahawks. Um, the quick analysis: Giants minus five and a half versus the Colts. I, I, the the Giants defense, I think, is looked better. The pass rush is good. Um, D-Law and Thibodeau been getting after the quarterback. I, this Colts team is just done. They're done. Um, this, to me, seems like the Giants will win, Like honestly, like 17-10. It's going to be one of those really ugly games. They're playing in front of the home club. They can clinch a playoff berth. Um, and it's kind of like what Dave said. The Giants have everything to play. The Colts have nothing to play. Jets minus one and a half first to Seahawks. Tyler Lockett is, I think, going to play, which is amazing because he broke his finger like two weeks ago. But even with him playing, the Geno Smith offense has not looked good in the past couple weeks. Um, And the Jets D, despite Zach Wilson doing everything possible to lose these games, Jets D looked good. I mean, they held Trevor in that Jags offense, which has been on fire to one touchdown last week. They did not lose last week because of Trevor or because of their defense. Um, And Mike White's back. Great, great white hope back for the New York Jets. Um And, again, do I think Mike White is the guy? No, but, Jay, you texted it to me when we were talking about Zonovan Knight and who I should start in fantasy this week. Uh, the biggest difference is with Mike White, you can actually run a balanced offense. Um And Garrett Wilson, who is one of the best young receivers in football, actually gets the ball. So I like the Jets to cover there.
2: I agree. Uh, Seahawks are free-falling. Mike White Jets are just a little bit different than all the other Jets. Um, I like this pick.
0: Yeah, I think the Jets are just going to be, like, they're going to be amped. No, Zach, Mike White, they're going to be
2: amped.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love the Giants. I hope they shut the Colts out. Um, I, I, I also think your analysis is dead on. The Colts, if anything, want to lose, and um, they last week was one of the real bad offensive performances I've seen out of a team. I was very fortunate that I took the Chargers' defense as my fantasy pickup. Um, I didn't even need to use them because I beat Chase so badly. I actually sat them. But had <laughs> I needed them, it would have been nice. Um, and uh, they, the Colts offense is nowhere. So I hope the Giants really uh, lock down on them as I have them this week in fantasy against Dave as well.
2: Uh, my next pick, I got sticking with the theme, teams that need to win. Um, Lions minus six at home against the Bears. Bears have no incentive to win this game. They're not actively tanking, but they're pretty close. Um, and the Lions continue to look good. I, I like them at home in a game where they they need to win to stay in the playoff hunt.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's just a lot of points. I don't know. The, and the lines are weird. Like they needed to they needed to win last week, and they did. And you know, my so. only hesitancy,
0: Dave, with that is the Bears are the classic team that get that they suck and don't want to win, but they'll play well enough to cover and keep it close right it's it's a taking fans
2: dream yeah but this it's not like it's an 8 point line they just have to win by a touchdown I, I don't know it doesn't seem like that many points i'm not that worried about about the bears covering but maybe i'm wrong i mean maybe this is why i only win my bets 33% of the time because i don't worry about these things i don't know
1: yeah um my fourth pick is the uh under in the niners raiders game uh, I mean, the Niners defense is incredible and they're playing against Jarrett Stidham. Um, the only reason I'm not taking the spread is because I could see it as a 9 nothing, you know, Niners win. I mean, I don't... The Niners defense is so good. They've made every offense look stupid this year. And they're playing against a new brand new green quarterback, never started a game. I don't see six touchdowns. Um, I just think it's going to be like a honestly like a 14-7 type of or three type of thing like I just don't I don't know where the points are coming from there and the Niners are very happy to just sort of chill out and run the ball when they uh have leads so um I like the under there
2: yeah but the Raiders defense is bad the Niners they, and Brock are bad. can run all over them and this game could be like 24 nothing by the middle that, of the second quarter right but and that's then great. you're kind of in trouble
1: you know, like Jared like Stidham,
2: a, a couple of late scores in garbage time. The Niners tack one on, you know, with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter to salt it away. And all of a sudden you're you're out. Look, I like this pick more than I don't like it. But you can see how it goes the wrong way with with the Niners getting up early against a really bad Raiders I, defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had uh, I've had many games where I've seen it going Uh the wrong way as it's happening in real time after I picked it. So that's nothing new to me. Um and I'm I'm still riding with it. I love the under in that game.
0: Okay. Dave, back to you.
2: Um I got the commies minus two at home against the Cleveland Browns, um, who have no nothing to play for uh and have gotten terrible quarterback play out of Watson who's clearly not prepared um to lead this team. Washington has a has a a good Defensive front, maybe one of the best in the league. Um, that that I think will will stop the run against the Browns. Um, and I think will make Watson's life difficult. And keeping with the theme, they have everything to play for. You know, they're they're still very much in the playoff hunt. If the season ended today, they would have a playoff spot. Um, and they're only giving two points at home. Uh, I, I like this one a lot against the Browns team that I've been betting against all year. And it maybe, maybe my most successful betting trend of the whole year is, is betting against them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, in my heart, hope that you're wrong. Obviously, I would love to see the commanders lose this game. In fact, the Packers to get into the playoffs need the commanders to lose um, one out of their next two. So I hope it's this one that Carson wants is so bad. I mean, come on. I mean, Chase, we got to go back to last year and the anti-vax quarterbacks to to know it. And he sucks. I, I don't know. I, I'm maybe I'm just like hoping, but I hope you're wrong on that one. Uh, no,
2: I agree. I don't know why this isn't Heineken. It doesn't make sense. This benching. Take
0: the yeah. over on whatever the turnovers is.
1: <laughs> you the could watch, do that. He's not
0: even turning the
2: ball over that much. Yeah, he's just, just like, it's yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay. My fifth pick being quick here is the um, Rams chargers over, over forty two and a half. Same number as the last one. Um, I had the Rams over last week and it hit for me. I think, uh, mayfield figured it out a little bit uh the chargers defense only looked good because they were playing against nick Foles and the Colts, are just awful they're not a good defense especially without bosa um von you know what's his name not von miller khalil mack just looks ancient out there he looks like a statue um and the chargers defense sucks i could see this game being played in the 30s just a real run it up type of thing um and i actually think mayfield figured it out so i like the over here i don't know who's covering that spread but um the Rams look kind of fun last week. So against actually a not bad Broncos defense. That's the only bright spot on that team. So that's what I got.
2: There's there's no stakes on this game. So you could just see it going a million different ways. I don't disagree with your analysis. I I think I agree with it, but like the, the chargers are in, they don't need to win this game. The Rams are obviously out. So it's like, It could a lot of different things could happen. Guys could get benched. I don't think anybody has a big incentive to care about the outcome of this game, so that makes it difficult to bet. Yeah, I just
1: think that means they air it out. All
2: right,
0: we got two minutes left. I'm going to play moderator here. You each have thirty seconds to talk shit in fantasy.
2: Dave, go. Look, I I'm the reigning champion. Um, You know, three rings. The last two years, I've I've won this league. Um, Three playoff appearances and by. Four playoff appearances in six years, three finals appearances in five years, Um, four finals appearances in five years. Anyway, the stats don't matter. I'm not here to talk shit. Um, You know, I I really just want to wish Jay good luck in his first Kamatsu finals ever in eight years. Um, It can be really nerve wracking, Jay. So if you need me for emotional support, I've been in this position a lot um, and I'm I'm here for you and I, I wish you nothing but good luck this week. Congrats on making it this far, by the way. It's a huge accomplishment for you.
1: Thank you, Dave. Um, I have nothing nice to say about David's team. It's awful. I cannot believe he made the playoffs in a garbage AL this year where he sort of just coasted in because the the league was so bad. I mean, he's got – I mean, his team really doesn't have a lot of talent except for Jefferson. The rest of his team, I wouldn't even be starting on mine. Um, it's embarrassing. If I lose, I'll be ashamed of my own team. They're a disgrace. So, um, I should win. I'm projected to win. I already started with lamb with 10, which is fine. I'll take it. Um, and I should walk away with it. So good luck. You're going to lose. All right.
0: On that note. Good luck to you, everybody listening. Uh, have a happy and healthy new year. We will be back next week for our first show of 2023 and our last show of the NFL regular season. So stay tuned for that. And uh, turn on ESPN to watch Josh Donaldson make an ass of himself. I know I love it. Uh, with David Santol and J- J- Jay Schaefer, my name's Chase Vidorsky, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.